162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Today on the ZabeCast, we talk TV contracts, NFL franchise values, and more with John Aurand of the Sports Business Journal. Plus, if you wonder why I don't make restaurant recommendations, plus Deadspin's descent into full woke and crazy, and it ain't over till the little blue birdie sings. Your bonus, uncensored, extra 35 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's Go! Oh, here we go! Wednesday, May 18, 2022. Thank you for downloading. As you listen to this podcast, I will be hurtling southward on Interstate 95 with the capable Robert J. Miller at the helm for the 20th edition of the Malcolm McLeod Memorial. We are going to Myrtle Beach this year. We normally go to Pinehurst, actually Pine Needles slash Mid Pines, but we've been displaced by the Women's Open being held there in early June, I believe it is. So too much course prep work and rooms blocked off and ah. So we're off to Myrtle. Haven't been to Myrtle for a golf trip in a long time. In fact, uh, last time I was there playing golf was the Monday after the Masters tournament with Hootie and the Blowfish. I was there as part of a radio junket. And it was fun. It was great. It was nice. Um, we'll see how this is. It's, uh, it's a little bit more spread out. There are more <clears throat> nighttime distractions in Myrtle. But it should be a good time. And let's knock on wood, hope my weather is good. Our weather is good. Okay, let's get to it. Before we get to talk to Andrew Marchand about a variety of things in sports, television, business, and you name it. A couple things. Let's start with some feedback. Always love hearing from people at zabe at yahoo.com. That's my email address. This one from Jeff LaFond. He writes, win in DC. Hello, Steve. Love you. Love the show. I'm going to DC with my wife and daughter. Where's a place to eat that we would not find at home in Wisconsin? We are staying near Chinatown. Well, well, well. Thank you, Jeff. I don't do these things. You know why? There's too many parameters. Yes, he at least gave me where they're staying. Staying near Chinatown. Are you going to have a rental car? Are you okay with taking Uber? Do you want to stay on the subway system alone? Uh, what type of food are you looking for? Italian, American, Chinese? Are you looking for something local, something ethnic? If I pointed you to a chain restaurant, would you say, well, I don't want to go to a chain restaurant. We can get those back in Wisconsin. What if I point you to a restaurant that is sort of D.C.-ish, but you've actually been to? What if it's in a part of town that I don't realize is kind of sketchy now? 
and something bad happens. You get a flat tire, you get mugged. What if you hate the restaurant? What if there's a two-hour wait? See what I'm saying? People ask me all the time, and I know why. They're just being friendly, and they would just like to know. They, they want me to know, oh, you got to go here. you got to do this. I mean, D.C. is a big place. Most of the time, people say, I'm coming to D.C., and I'm like, where exactly? Because you could be inside the Beltway in Bethesda, and I could recommend you go somewhere down in uh, the east side of Capitol Hill, not too far east because that gets to be close to the hood, and guess what? It's going to be a miserable commute getting there. So I don't do those recommendations, but I appreciate people reaching out to me and asking. I say, check your local fedors. Go somewhere close. Here's my recommendation on dinner. Go early. Five o'clock dinner. I know it sounds crazy, right? But if you got kids and if you're not very patient, if you're with family, you want to get in unabated and get out early enough. I'm a big fan of that. That's become one of my go-to moves. Uh, Here's another question. Love the podcast, longtime fan. Keep up the great work. My question is about your music. I've dabbled in podcasts back when they were brand new. I've been considering trying to create a new podcast now that it's much easier to do, at least technically. I want to do a 30-minute podcast called Beatty's 80s. It would be fun for me to do, and who knows? You could get some traction, make a buck or two for me. Well, maybe. One thing that has stopped me is the music. I've heard that using copyrighted music is a non-starter. And for an 80s music podcast, music is rather essential. Anyway, I've noticed you play music every so often. From CeeLo Green to Sweet to Portugal the Man, it's all good and adds to the show, especially the ballroom blitz opening with Andy. Makes me chuckle every time I hear it. But how do you use the music? Do you pay a fee for it? No. Or do you just roll with it and pay the piper if and when it ever comes calling? Or do you get some kind of exemption because you work at radio? I know with YouTube, you would get demonetized or shut down completely. Is it different in the podcast world? Don't care to have this read on the air, but I'm curious about an answer if you have the time. Thanks for reading. Take care. Okay. I have redacted your name and where you're from. Because I didn't read the last part first. If you don't want your name out there. This is a great question, by the way. I know why you don't want any attention. It's my understanding that essentially, yeah, there could be a cease and desist order if I'm found to be using music that is uh, the copyright holder wants to enforce. It's up to them to enforce it. They can't come and immediately fine you. I think they first have to say, hey, hey, hey. Stop that. There is something considered fair use doctrine where you can comment on another person's work if you're adding value to it, but I'm murky on the scope of it. There are podcasts on YouTube that use all kinds of copyrighted stuff, not just music, but copyrighted movie clips that seemingly have found a way to make money. Now, can you get directly monetized from Google, which owns YouTube, for copyrighted stuff? No, But there's workarounds in terms of, I think, subscriptions and other ways to do it. Because there's people doing incredible stuff that's using copyrighted material at at length. And they're not doing it just for fun, just for a hobby. They've got to be making some money somehow on this. So my feeling and my thought has always been, I'll use it until somebody says stop. And then I will will stop, of course. But I kind of just use it as bumpers, you know? 
the opening bumper. Um, so, of course, some rights holders are much more strict than others. Uh, I would say that uh, the Eagles are one of the fiercest in terms of protecting their music. So there's your answer, and I'm sorry that I didn't re- If People, if you don't want something read on the air and you write me an email, caps, all caps right away. Or redact yourself and say, I don't mind you read this on the air, but don't bring my name into it. Our friend Mike in Madison, Ohio, unofficial show researcher who's going to become the official show researcher here in in short order, says, Abe, as always, when you say, I don't think that's ever happened before, chances are it happened last year. This has become now a hilarious running bit. bit. I said with Andy, I'm like, oh my God, the commanders play the Giants in back-to-back weeks with a bye in between. How's that possible? Well, it happened last year with the Browns and Baltimore. They went Browns, Ravens, bye, Ravens, Browns the following week. Anyhow, uh, Baltimore might have had a game in between the two, but he's not sure about that. Top three Tuesday, because, well, I'm recording this on Tuesday, but you'll hear it on a Wednesday. Uh, Bill Davidson in Phoenix says, top three things that almost everyone thinks they're good at, but most are not. Number three, driving. Number two, sense of humor. Number one, being able to think independently and not being susceptible to persuasion. Thanks, Abe. You're the best, boss. Well, okay, on the driving front, I think I'm a pretty good driver. You know how? I've had relatively few tickets, and I have had virtually no crashes. Knock on wood. Now, sometimes you just can't avoid it. Somebody T-bones you, they come out of nowhere, I get it. Just because you have a crash doesn't mean you're not a good driver. But I would say that driving a fair number of miles for a good number of years and having very few accidents, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. It means there is a general constant awareness you have and a general understanding of, eh, you know what, I'm not going to try that. That will keep you out of car accidents. Sense of humor, that's personal. I think mine's all right. It, it skews the way it skews, but I think it's all right. And the thinking independently or not being susceptible to persuasion. Oh, I'm susceptible to persuasion for good ideas. <laughs> for ideas that I go, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think they're, I, I mean, I can be persuaded to go, well, you know what? Maybe I need to rethink this. I think I've said that on a number of occasions. You know what? I I used to think this, but now I understand it's a bit more complicated and I don't quite know. I'm also not afraid to say, you know what? I don't quite know about that. Then there's this from a man, Josh Bolt, about uh, podcasts for golf and the foreplay guys. He says, Zabe, some background for you on the foreplay boys and Tiger from somebody who listens to their pod on the regular. Riggs has gotten to be tight with Robbie Mack. That's Tiger's right-hand man, always with him on the course. They kind of started during COVID when Riggs would get inside the ropes and follow and and inside the ropes passes and follow Tiger every round. Well, that wasn't during COVID. It been pre-COVID. Riggs interviewed Tiger around the Tiger Phil match in November of 2018. Yes, that, I do remember that. And you can find that in their podcast if you go back far enough. So there's enough there that Tiger has some idea who he is. Frankie has gotten close to Joe LaCava since they're both Long Island guys. And Frankie has mentioned hanging out with LaCava 
or LaCava's son here and there. So I don't think Tiger really knows too much about them, but the boys have enough connections in the inner circle they can get pulled into some of these appearances. As far as their podcast, I really like it, but you have to like their characters and their shtick. It's not a real heavy golf podcast, more of a meandering through what's currently going on in their lives with some golf stuff thrown in. No laying up and subpar are better options. I've not heard of subpar. If you're looking for straight golf talk, the four play videos on YouTube are pretty good. A bunch of shorter hit and giggle videos with guys like Rory, Morikawa, DJ, etc. And then they'll play as a foursome scramble against matches in matches against guys like Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, Joel Dahman, Pat Perez. But those are longer time commitments to watch those full videos. Oh, I think those are brilliant concepts. I would suggest finding an old foreplay podcast with an interview of someone you're interested in and listening to. To, to that first to see if if it's your flavor or not. Sincerely, Josh. Yes, I will have to do that. Again, they've tremendous success. I understand that they started the golf podcast at Barstool almost against El Prez's direct intentions, where he's like, a golf podcast? No one's going to fucking listen to that. That's not who we're skewing towards. That's for old men. Because I don't think Portnoy's a big golfer. Golf's a little bit, but he's not really into it. And I think Riggs was like, no, I can make this work. And so he cobbled together his boys. They started the podcast. And they're huge now. They're walking inside the ropes with Tiger Woods. Good for them. Jealous as fuck. Riggs spent the entire pandemic lockdown at Pinehurst Resort for free. Playing golf every day when we're all sitting around twiddling our thumbs going, when the fuck is this all going to be over? That's next level stuff. Jealous. Yes, I am. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right, let's talk some television, franchise values in the NFL, and more. John Aurand is our guy from Sports Business Journal. Zabe. Johnny Alran, Sports Business Journal. SBJ will, Sports Business Weekly or Sports Business Journal? Sports Business Journal. And I will never say no. You don't need to you, you, you don't need to uh pu- publicize the pot or anything. I will never say no to Zabe. I've listened to you for for decades. I know you and I'm have. still irritated. I'm still irritated at you for leaving DC. I'm still here part-time. I'm not on the air in DC, but may, maybe that'll change. You never know. You know, I hope so, man. You, uh... <laughs> I listen. I, I feel you on that. I appreciate that. By the way, uh, John Alran, we're we're rolling here because time is money, and this is just how oh. we do. I go, <laughs> I go right I into it. Don't say anything. Wrong. Don't say anything you wouldn't say to your mom or keep under oath. Yeah, keep it clean. <laughs> uh, John has a podcast with the great Andrew Marshawn, New York Post, about media matters and sports business matters. You guys are quite the powerhouse duo. I saw that you started the podcast. I've listened to it. It's great. I love both your guys' work. I think it's a great sort of coming together. How have you enjoyed the podcast? It's different. You know, you know this better than I do, but I write for a living. And when when you write, you have a different relationship with your audience than yeah. when, when you speak. When people hear my voice and, and you know, we, we do clips on Twitter, they feel that they know me in a different sense than when I just write. And it's, uh, it, it's not good or bad, it's just different, it's different. and it's, uh, it's, taken, it's taken a lot of getting used to. Well, I think it's tough from a journalistic standpoint, because I consider you a big J journalist, and you are now inserting yourself into the product realm, because you become the product when you're on a podcast or a radio show. Journalism, you're reporting on things, and you're trying to make sure you keep things in a neutral filter. Here, you're being asked to offer more of your opinion, Right. Uh, we call it analysis. Uh, analysis. <laughs> <laughs> analysis, opinion. Like, I'd love to know, where have you and Andrew come down, if you have come down firmly, on the value proposition of, of Tom Brady's record-breaking, insane $375 million contract with Fox? So that is something that we try to do. I, I try not to say because uh, I've been writing about these uh, rights deals for my whole career, yes. Dave. And and every time I write about them, the the money seems preposterous. I mean, 110 billion dollars for NFL games. You try to make sense of that. Um, and at the end of the deals, they always seem like a relatively good deal. So I I've always gotten out of a boy that that's too much money. For uh, for Tom Brady, the thing that I'm waiting to to look at is that we don't know what he's getting paid for. Is Fox buying his production company? Is is he going to be the producer for you know not just sports shows, but you know shows that are going to be on on Fox broadcast? Uh, right. Like what what else is is wrapped up into this? Because it's virtually certain that Fox isn't paying all that money just to have somebody call uh, 18 football games for them. I think the key for me, and I, I get caught up in the, the top line number, and I forget, John, just how much Fox is paying per game to broadcast yeah. the NFL. 
What is the per game number, roughly speaking, for the Fox contract with the NFL? Oh, that's I, I haven't done it on a per game basis. That would be interesting to do. But, you know, Fox pays uh, pro- right around $2.3 billion per year for the for as as part of the current deal and so if you look at 2.3 billion dollars you know 37 million that's you know it's not nothing but but it's it's a marketing expense to something that they're really investing heavily in so it makes no sense to people care uh, to, to to the general public or to general sports fans but when you're talking about money that high and then you're talking about the nfl and you're just talking about you know getting the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. I hate to say it. I'm not even a Patriots fan, but I know. the greatest quarterback of all time and, and somebody that's going to be uh, gonna, uh, helping to market, not just Fox, but the whole NFL, you know, the NFL will love it. Fox will love it. And, and the, you can make some sense of it, even though it's very, very difficult at, yeah. that, at that price point. Even the Drew Brees washout was not enough for them to go, okay, hold on a second. What, what if Brady's not very good? Because mistakes like the Drew Brees thing, they just get erased. They get washed away. You know, you're buying a Lamborghini, which is the NFL. The announcers are the floor mats. So if you want the expensive, you know, lambskin floor mats, fine. Doesn't matter, right? You know what's so crazy about this, Zabe, is, is it's not just Drew Brees. Think about uh, Jason Witten. You know, Tony Romo right. is an enigma. He doesn't happen all the time. The idea of somebody coming right off the field and right into the booth and being uh, immediately one of the uh, best analysts uh, that out there, that's unusual. But because that worked for CBS in, in such a, a, a big way, People are, are now just trying. You, you see Drew Brees, you see Tom Brady. It's a, uh, it's um, you know, not all of them are going to work. Some of them are going to are, are going to fail spectacularly. Joe Montana back in the day. I'm going to show my age here, but when when he came out, everybody pegged him as an instant TV star. The, uh, the, the TV networks were falling over themselves trying to get him on. Right. Um, certainly not at this price point, but he came on. He was boring. You know, that, that 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 that's sort of who he was. I think Tom Brady's a safer bet just because he he does stuff. He does you know. Uh, the Facebook series, the ESPN Plus series. I think he's a little bit of a safer bet than uh, Montana was back in the day, but it, it still is a risk. Yeah, the Amazon Prime experiment is going to be fascinating on Thursday nights. First of all, if you're in one of the two markets that are playing, there'll still be an over-the-air option. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Everyone else, though, has got to log into their Amazon Prime on their connected TV. And while millions and millions and millions are doing that all the time every night now, millions more are also not doing that. So this is going to be a real test. Now I've heard people say, look, I'm on that Amazon prime home screen all the time anyway. So to see, you know, NFL football pop up as one of the featured things front and center is going to be real easy for me to go click and I'm in. How do you think it's going to play out? Uh, I am a total skeptic on uh, right now in 2022, this could change, this could change in a year. But but in, in terms of streaming big sporting events, I, the the second that you have a a, a lag in your um in, in your stream, which happens all the time, you know, if, if it happens in the middle of a pass, are, are you going to get used to that? If, if that happened on CBS or if that happened on ESPN, fans would be furious. Yeah. But it, it's it's going to happen on Amazon. Um, uh, the the networks and the leagues are getting so deep into sports betting 
Well, when when you stream, you're what ten seconds behind the the, the play on the field. I mean, it, you you have a certain lag. There. I think it's more than ten seconds, John. I think it's closer to thirty when it's all said and done. And if you're a big second screen guy, or if you're a I'm on seven text threads with my buddies, your phone's going to light up. Bing, 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 bing. When there's a big play and you're going to be like, don't look at my phone, don't look at my phone, something big just happened. I, I think it's going to be an adjustment for some people to be sure. Yeah. Well, one thing I, that Amazon's doing that, that that's different from Apple is that they're going to have a real broadcast. And and they're, they're one of the reasons that all these prices for all these announcers went up. You know, they went out and they got Al Michaels, yeah. who for my money is the best play-by-play announcer in NFL history. Uh, they, they got Kirk Herbstreit, who might not know the NFL well, but he is a polished, he, he's the best college uh, analyst out there right now. I think right. he's going to be really good. They have Fred Gadelli, who's a legendary truck guy from NBC that's going to be there producing the games. It's going to look, unlike what the MLB looks like on, on Apple right now, the NFL on Amazon is going to look exactly like the best uh, broadcasters out there. Yeah, well, here's the thing about the Apple TV Plus games, right? You have to explain to people what Apple TV is. First of all, Apple TV is a standalone device that you can buy, which is the same as a Roku or a bunch of other things to stream your your television. And then you've got Apple TV, which is sort of a platform that aggregates content. And then the Apple TV Plus is their premium you've got to pay for on top of that. Try explaining that to your mom who just wants to watch a baseball (laughs) game. Right and baseball. What, what's the average age of a baseball fan? Right, old. All of a sudden, yes. all of a sudden like, you're and trying to tell them, like, no, no, no. You have to pay them five ninety nine a month. They're like, what are you talking about? I already have an iPhone. And then they get to the game, and then they hear a bunch of chatty caffies who are not really baseball people trying to make it a podcast on top of a game. And the reviews so far have been predictably poor. Yeah, they. You know, the, uh, I I like that Apple took a swing. But I wish that they took a swing at the edges and, and you know, right. there's still the hardcore fan base that you need to bring in. And if they said, like, you know, we're going to do a three person booth, but it's going to be it's just going to be a little bit different. That, yeah. that, that would be one thing. But, yeah, the, the, I, I, did, I didn't uh, tune in to watch a pod. I tuned in to watch <laughs> clean up with the Nats. Yeah, it's it. You know, everyone's chasing the Peyton Manning, the Manning cast effect right? They all want their own version of the Manning cast, but there's only one Peyton Manning. And to be honest, the Peyton Manning cast for a lot of us, like me, if it's a big enough game, I found myself at the end of the year, John, not watching the Manning cast because the game was too important. And I just literally wanted to watch the game. And I figured, look, if something funny happened on the Manning cast, I'll see it on social media after the game. You know, Zabe, I, back in the mid-90s, I'm driving home from work, and I'm listening to you. I think it was uh, 980 at the, at the time. Okay. And there, there's a reason. Like, I agree with, with almost every one of your points. You, you said that, like, that was uh, – it's because I've been listening to you for decades. And it's Peyton Manning. They've been trying these alternate telecasts for years. There's one reason that the Manning cast works is because Peyton and Eli – are actual television stars and television stars don't grow on trees. They, 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 they're, uh, you know, they're unique. They bring in good guests. They have smart conversations about the game. And even if it was a game that I was uh, interested in, I still would rather hear Peyton yeah. and, and Eli call it. I, 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 I thought that I was going to gravitate to the, the, the main telecast. And I'm curious whether Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are going to be good enough 
to bring me to that main Kelly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Everyone's yeah. different in their preferences, so there's that. Um, the valuation of NFL franchises continues to skyrocket. Apparently, the price of the Broncos is now north of $5 billion, which would be a new record for a sale. You're talking about a pedigreed franchise. I think the last one to sell was Jacksonville, or maybe it was Carolina, one of the two. I think it might have been Carolina. And, you know, Denver is way more of a franchise pedigree-wise, history-wise, market size than Carolina. Is $5 billion even a little bit light? Yeah, yeah. Again, like these numbers are crazy, and and then all of a sudden, like they're going to turn around and sell it again in ten years. And you're going to be like, boy, five billion was a uh, <laughs> right was a bar- bargain deal. The what the way that they're they're selling the the Broncos is is unique. That they they think that these big market teams in L.A. in New York, up in, uh, in like New England, um, uh, Pit, uh, Philly, uh, they're not they're not coming up for sale anytime soon. If you want to get into the market, uh, you know Denver is in the middle of the country, but you, you can you can take your private jet there if you're an owner and fly fly there the morning of the of the games, watch a game, and fly home at night, you know, from from either coast. Right. And so it's it's sort of like almost an attractive home game that uh, you know. For, it's for almost like free. it's it'd be like a second home franchise. For the ultra yeah, rich, totally. Yeah, I have literally, a condo in Vail, and I've got a football team in Denver. What's the problem? <laughs> exactly, and th- that's how they've been selling it. And you know, it's it's a it's a club that only has thirty people in it. You know, and it, you know when, when these come up, people want to get in that club. And sports, I found this out just covering the the, the business. Sports makes people do stupid things. People are sports fans and they want to be in that club. But uh, you and I have not lived long enough to yet see the day in which an NFL franchise sold for less than the previous one. No, and uh, I, I don't see that coming anytime soon. I don't either. Jerry Jones said he could sell the Cowboys for $10 billion tomorrow. I, I believe it. I, uh, I, I believe a, it. Hey, I believe it with all that he's built, with that incredible complex and the star down there and everything involved. That said... Uh, he's like, I, I'm not going to sell it. Uh, I'm going to hand it to Steven. It's going to be in the Jones family legacy forever and ever, which has uh, depressed many of my Cowboy fans who are hoping for <laughs> a new change of ownership. Last Cowboys quarter. fans, they need to be depressed. That's, a, that's not a bad thing. The same thing is happening up in, in New England. Like the Kraft family, they're yeah. going to pass it down. I mean, that's how, they, that's how they're viewing it. That's how they do it. All right, last quarter in the John Hour and Jukebox. Jukebox, for more on this, make sure to subscribe to their podcast, uh, Johnny and uh, and uh, uh, Andrew Marsh Andrew Marshand of the New York Post. The podcast is called the Orand. Uh, excuse me, the, he he had top billing. The Marshand and Orand Sports Media Podcast. Okay, look for it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this LIV Golf Tour, this Norman backed Saudi money golf tour, which is now coming to a head, is to me, John, one of the juiciest wrapped in. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Big time sports business mysteries I've seen in a long time. Are you as fascinated by this as I am? Oh, I love it. I know you're a golf guy. I This story is irresistible uh, to me. And the I, I, I do feel that the PGA Tour, uh, you know, Liv has identified areas that they can improve and areas where a competitor can come in 
and really uh, start to make some uh, make some bones there. Um, live, you know, starting with you know Mickelson's comments, Greg Norman the other day. I mean, it's one thing if they're going to be a well-funded upstart golf league, that would be one thing to look at. But they can't get out of their geopolitical way. Right. I mean, there, there, there has to be a PR like a, they have to have a PR firm that says, "Don't go there, go here." When you get asked this, say this, and none of them seem uh, 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 able to stay on the script. And it, it, like when and if it blows up, it's uh, it, it's going to be totally fascinating. I can tell you right now, just because I cover media uh, uh, hard, where are they going to be in the U.S.? It's it, it, you know it, it, it's such a big market here. None of the TV networks right now are, are taking a look at them. It's it's a uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and then you've got players who are looking at it rationally, going, "I'm 42, I can't win on the regular tour. Oh, I can make a cut. I can make it some money, but I'm 42. I'm about to be 50. This live tour might be like the pre-senior tour for golfers in their 40s." Which That's a great would, point. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but if it carries with it a lifetime expulsion from the Holy Church of Jay Monahan, that would come with a cost. But can we you don't, imagine? Yeah. What, can, can you imagine, Zabe, when, when like a journeyman picks up like a two million dollar check, and and you you have some some top golfers that are like, why am I slogging against right. these other top golfers? To make half the money, I can go over there and, and quickly make, you know, even uh, the double my my earnings. It's a uh, it, it, it is, but, but you have the you have the whole Saudi thing uh, uh, on the other side of it though. Like, what? Uh, how does that play in? It's yeah. uh, it's totally fascinating to me. Craig Norman has made a lot of miscalculations and missteps along the way. The one side though that I think he's erred on correctly is the side of money. A big enough, a big enough <laughs> pile of money, right, John? It it warps the landscape like a black hole in society. Money, money, money. It's always going to attract a certain element. All right, great to connect with you. Thank you for your time today, John. And uh, I'll work on getting back on DC. Okay? Yeah, come back home, Zay. I know. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. Thank you, John. All right, we'll end on a couple of news items. Looks like Deadspin continues to circle the drain of insanity with their writers and their wokeness. Here's a doozy. A writer for Deadspin claimed that white fans who dared to watch NBA basketball on Sunday, Celtics Bucks, which by the way, drew the highest rating for a a Eastern or a conference semifinal, Highest conference semifinal rating since 2012. That's a 10-year since stat. That counts. 10 years. Highest rating since then. He argues, this writer, Karan J. Phillips, that white fans who were entertained by black athletes a day after racists, a racist killed black people in Buffalo is what white supremacy looks like. Oh, my God. He goes on to write, the day after Black America was shaken to its core because we've now realized that a grocery store on, quote, our side of town, unquote, has become the latest place where we can be killed just for existing. Black players from the Celtics, Bucks, Suns, and Mavericks had to play in a winner go home to advance to the conference finals, despite the feelings that all of us were experiencing. And yet, no one seemed to care or ask them about it, meaning NBA players. It was clear that basketball mattered. 
but not black lives or the black psyche so much. <laughs> I, it's, it's pure satire at this point. You can't make it up. Life goes on. It must go on. You can't just stop and boohoo in the corner every time something awful happens. But okay. And what? So we're, should only black people have been allowed to watch the NBA? What about the fact that maybe the best player in the league right now is uh, white, Luka Doncic? Just asking. Talk about game-worn jerseys that are worth a lot of money. I think a recent Jackie Robinson jersey was going to sell for something close to a million dollars, but it didn't meet the reserve, so it went back to the owner. Maybe it'll go up for auction again. That's a hell of a jersey, a game-worn Jackie Robinson jersey. Now, I'm not sure if it was the Jackie Robinson jersey he wore when he broke the color barrier in baseball. That would be a phenomenal artifact to own. But this is probably the movie equivalent of it. The dress worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Speaking too much. A judge has ordered Catholic University in D.C. and auction house Bonhams to not do anything with the dress until a court case is heard over it because a temporary restraining order has been filed over the dress by the family of the late priest to whom it was presented and to the university. They believe that the dress, when sold, could reach more than a million dollars. Iconic Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, blue check-marked, not blue tablecloth-type patterned dress with a white lace-up undershirt. Mm. Hell of a thing. Apparently, the, uh, the, the, the family that once had it, and I guess loaned it to be on display at Catholic University, they're like, yeah, no. No, you can't sell this now. This is ours, and it's worth a million dollars. And then there's this. It ain't over till the little blue birdie sings. Headline, Twitter plans to enforce $44 billion sale to Elon Musk. This came after Musk threatened to walk away if the company does not prove it is sufficiently cracking down on spam and bot accounts. In fact... Musk claims he wants a full and honest accounting of how many spam accounts and bot accounts are on there. In the SEC filings from Twitter, they claim less than 5% of accounts are fake or spam or spam, spam or spats, bots, bats or spam. There, I'm combining the two. Uh, Basically, Twitter has said, well, we can't. I don't, you're, you're asking us to prove something we can't prove. We've already told you this is what our internal estimates say. Musk faces a $1 billion breakup fee plus the risk of hefty legal expenses from a breach of contract, but tech shares have plunged 30% since he agreed to buy Twitter and pretty much uh, Twitter's shares, if they were selling right now, would close at about $25 or so, they think. It ain't over till it's over. And right now, it looks like the experts and the market is starting to hedge their bets on old Elon taking over Twitter.
We shall see. All right, that's a wrap for me today. I've already mixed up enough words and said weird things I normally don't say because I'm blah, 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 talking too much, probably because I want to get away and go play some golf. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Spread the Word. Wish us good weather luck in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm going to try to do some podcasts from the van down there. So it could be fun, could be a little bit drunky McDrunkerson. We shall see. But I thank you for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. A hundred and sixty-two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com.